You are listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number 21, with Kavita J. Patel, relationship coach and creator of The Parent Work. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. A couple of quick reminders before we jump into our interview today. If you would like to be on the show, if you have questions about leadership, if you have questions about leading teams, if you have questions about any of the topics that we've brought up or any other topics surrounding leadership in your life, we want to hear from you. You have the opportunity to be live with us on the show or just send in your questions and we can answer them over the podcast. All you need to do is send your question in to heather at sheleadsme.com. Let us know if you want to be on the show or just have your question answered. And we would be so happy to dive deep into those questions with you. That's a lot of where really incredible outcomes happen in the rooms that we're in, where we open it up for discussions, where we open it up for people to ask questions and really dive deep with you guys individually and know what's going on in your world. So we want to hear from you. A couple of other things. If you haven't seen, we did just release some information about an exciting upcoming retreat that we have in San Diego, October 7th through 9th. We have very limited space for this, and it is by application only. If you guys would like more information, head on over to our website, sheleadsme.com. This is a very in-depth retreat-style work for your health and wellness of both life and business, and we're very excited to bring this to our group and our community, and it is for a very specific female leader. So it is by application only again, so if you want information, check out that site, we're really not going to be doing a ton of promotion for this. Um, we did release the info. We do have an amazing group of women that are already approved and are ready to rock and roll and go. And so we're very excited to open this up and see who else would like to join us. And if we just have the group that we have right now, that is going to be a successful event. So I'm I'm very excited for that. So we won't be talking about it much. But again, if you want more info, go check that out. Now on to today's guest. Her name is Kavita J. Patel. And she is an incredible woman on a mission. Kavita has a fascinating business that she works with. And not only does she work with relationships with your significant other, but in her new program called The Parent Work, she speaks to your relationship with your parents or those that raised you and how that has an impact on every other single relationship you have in your life. And yes, that means your significant other. And yes, that means your kids. And yes, that means your boss or your coworkers or anybody else that is in your life. 
And we dive deep into the work that she does with people, the work she's had to do with herself and her own parents and in her own relationship with her husband. And she really has some incredible things that she brings forth today. There's really not much more for me to say because we just go into so much depth here in this interview. I am very excited to connect you with the incredible Kavita J. Patel. Hello, Kavita. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to have you. And I am so thankful that I've gotten a chance to know you on like a bit more personally, like offline, you know, for over a year now. And I'm really excited to introduce our audience to you today and into the work that you do because it's so fascinating. And so let's start there. Why don't you tell our audience a bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I am a relationship coach and I over the last over over a decade now have been supporting you know women and couples um in their journey um around love and relating um and the 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 way that i focus my work is we really dive in deep into what are the ways that we are consciously um, blocking love in our mm-hmm. lives, whether it's with our partners or in trying to find love. And what is it that's having us push it away unknowingly or feel uncomfortable in receiving it, right? Sure. And so we go into um, the subconscious around what was your um, observations and translations with your parents and in your childhood around what you saw Uh, you know, what love was like, how did you experience it? How did you observe it between your parents? Um, It doesn't matter if your parents are never together or if they're divorced now, or, you know, you still have a, of what love looks like and the way that you received love and, and what that all looks like. And so there are so many ways that we are unknowingly kind of blocking love in our lives or feeling uncomfortable in receiving it. And so we dive into those spaces around what your relationship is like with your parents um, to really support you in unlocking that. That is fascinating to me. And that just like there's so many (laughs) different ways that I feel like that can go. How did you even get started doing this like take us back to the very beginning just for a moment and what led you on the path to this type of career yeah you know it's it was a journey for sure like I was in corporate for about eight years and I knew that wasn't my path um and I had always known that I just didn't know you know what direction was was the right direction for me next and so one day I had actually met a coach and I was like, what, what is, what is that? And, um, she happened to be a health coach and that actually put me on the path to, to, to being in the coaching industry. And I started off being a health coach. And then as I was working with my clients around, um, you know, their health goals, we were talking about all parts of life start to just naturally gravitate towards the relationship pieces. Mm. And I didn't really recognize that myself, but until I was talking to a mentor and a year and a half in, I was just kind of no longer excited about the topic of health and talking about that. There was some disconnect for me. And so I was talking to a mentor and 
And um, she got it and she was like, oh, well, uh, she was just asking me some really great questions. One being, you know, like if you were in front of Oprah, this was like a while ago that she asked me this question, but you know, if you're an Oprah, what, what would be the topic you'd want to talk about, you know? Um, and I blurted out like relationships, you know, and that was the first time I heard myself kind of say it out loud. And that started me down this, this path. And of course, you know, have had now tons of training and, and personal experience and, um, worked with tons of people at this point, but, you know, I also had a personal experience around this where, um, you know, me and my husband, we had gone through, we were together, I uh, thought we were going to get married and he ended up uh, breaking up with me and then we got back together. And then I thought, you know, this is, this is the dream that I've always wanted to come true, to be, to be back with him. Um, and I thought we had figured out all of our problems and, um, two years in, basically we were right back where we started and, you know, close to divorce. It was just really hard in the relationship. Um, and again, he's the one that said to me, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And this is like literally the exact same words he had used, you know, um, when we had first gotten together and I thought, you know, we were, we're on, on the path to marriage and I'm so grateful that our journey has been what it is because if it wasn't for him kind of pointing out how happy he was and like showing the mirror to me around how unhappy I was, you know, I don't think we'd be in, in the kind of relationship that we're in now, which is so super connected. Mm. Um, and I started to get support for myself when I went through this, knowing that I can do this on my own. There was, there, I, I was self-aware, I was smart, but it wasn't something I could understand because I was making the same mistakes over and over again. And that was a hard pill to swallow to even, you know, admit to myself, like, this is, this is, this has nothing to do with your capability, but you need help. You just mm -hmm. don't know enough. And, mm -hmm. um, and I did, I got support. And I started to learn that there are so many connections in the way that I'm relating in my relationship to the way that we saw and experienced love with our parents. And, um, and as I started to learn that, that it was such a big eye opener because that wasn't even in my consciousness, right? Like I was like, mm -hmm. what, what would there even be? What's the connection? Why would there even be a connection? I that's that's where I was at that time, you know. Yeah. Um, and so when I started to see, like, oh wow, this is I get triggered around the relationship, or I get upset with him around this, or I feel unappreciated or not respected or um, unacknowledged, and all of this has actually very little to do with him. Not there is some piece there, but very little to do with him and mostly to do with the way that I saw and experienced things when I was little with my parents. And that just blew me away that, that connecting of what I was experiencing in my relationship right now and the feelings that I was having to the exact same feelings being there when I was a child with my parents, you know? Mm. And when I started to heal that and have, you know, my specific methodology is conversations with our parents, as I find that that is the fastest way to heal some of this. And um, it's not the only way, but is one of the most effective ways, especially if your parents are alive, right? Like that's one yeah. of the caveats um, 
but yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I just, I'm just noticing so many things in your story here. So that like the going back to the beginning of where you started, where you just naturally found yourself intuitively going to this place of like relationship. So there is some type of like purpose and calling that you have, but then to match that, which a lot of people, you know, go through the work to figure out like what their purpose is, like what they're here on earth to do and how they're here to help people. But then you're matching that with, your like real life, like walking the walk of going through the hard work of relationships. And you don't have like, you know, the per- the picture perfect story, which I'm sure makes you so relatable to your clients, right? I mean, you have that intuition, and then you have the experience. I'm sure that just helps so many people. Yeah, no, it does. I think like a lot of people come to me and say, like, I just appreciate you being so um, open and honest about your journey. But yeah. you know, and um that's I I just want to kind of reduce the shame around asking for support around this area of our life because it can feel like we should just know what to do but it's mm-hmm. just like anything else in our lives if we want to you know get a you know typically speaking if you wanted to get a better job then you go to college you know and I'm not saying that, right. that I feel that that's the only way but that's kind of the 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 thing that but we you talk about but this is something that's also yeah. learned mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's something that you have to learn, and and it's it's not it's not something you you know kind of figure out on your own. I mean, there's some definite reflection that you can do on your own that can get you pretty far, but um, you know, there's just so much you cannot see because it's in it's in the unconscious realm right. of, of our of of our of ourselves. So yeah, I, like you know, just, just to close out a little bit of my story. Um, I just started to to really look at my relationship with the parents and had conversations with them. And as I was doing that, I started to open up my heart and my vulnerabilities even more in my relationship. Mm. And that was the key because I thought I was a pretty open, honest person already, you know, but I didn't realize there were some fears and major fears I had, which were having me hold back some things from expressing them to Hemel, my husband, from mm. from even like admitting that they were issues for me, you know, or that I was concerned. And uh, and I just started to see myself just naturally open up and, and be okay with whatever kind of came next. And as that unfolded, it just brought, you know, in my relationship, sometimes opening up within a relationship can actually show you that's um, maybe not the best relationship for you. You know, like there's different ways that this go, but in my relationship, he rose with me, you know, and we, we've now built even a stronger bond. And of course, nothing is perfect. I'm continually doing, you know, the work around um, ways that I might, you know, be shutting him out or ways that I'm feeling unopen or, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of it's a journey but I have all the tools now and and know how to to look at it and work at it that's amazing so this so what you're talking about you've kind of coined this as like your your signature type work and program and you've called it the parent work and um yeah what uh how do (laughs) I'm just thinking through 
my childhood, my relationship with my parents. I'm thinking through my friends, you know, just the, the everyday conversations you have with people. I have friends that I've had since, you know, we were young kids and and witnessing and seeing things. I can just imagine fear setting in for people thinking about talking to their parents or yeah. whoever, whomever raised them, right? And And even more so maybe now because we're in the holiday season as we're recording this, like we probably just were spending a lot of time with people that there's maybe this underlying anxiety or things that are there that don't really notice or we try to shut it out. There's so much to unpack there. How do you even start with somebody when working within something that can be, I would think, so fragile and so sensitive maybe sometimes, right? Like some people have great childhoods and there's not a lot of dramatic things and I'm sure that there's still stuff to learn from but I think on the other side there there can be so many things that would trigger a lot of fear in people to even get started so how do you walk through that with people yeah yeah it's a great question um yeah I mean the number one um (laughs) sentiment I get back is like I'm I'm really scared to have those conversations you know Mm -hmm. and um and I, it's true. It's not, it's not the easiest thing, but I will say this, um, this, the parent work is for those people that are really committed to having what they want in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and are, are up for the challenge of it because the most influential relationship in our lives, um, karmically and psychologically is the one with our parents. It has shaped Every belief that we have in our lives, whether that's for or against, you know, what you were raised with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's for what you were raised with, let's say you did have a great relationship with your parents and you felt like you had a, a, a great childhood, there are still ways that that's impacting you around love. And, you know, the, the, what I, what I see the most in those areas is that there's like a perfection that they, crave around love and perfection is actually um a killer of our ability to receive and give love Mm -hmm. and yet you know when people have a pretty you know good childhood or they would want to some degree maybe not 100 percent, but maybe like you know 55 60 percent would want the relationship that they had that they saw that their parents had, they have this element of wanting some sort of perfection mm. um, in love. And so, you know, it's anywhere from that to maybe you had, you know, abuse or, um, you know, whether it be emotional or physical within your family. Um, and um, that has, of course, made an impact on us too. But I just want to, what I'm trying to say is, there's no right upbringing that has you then be clear um, and okay around love. You know, like it doesn't matter what you've been through. There's some um, translations that you've made that are impacting you in your love life. But I come back to your question is you, if you know you want an ordinary relationship, one where you want like deep levels of intimacy, you want connectedness you want to understand one another you want to challenge one another you want to grow um then this this is the work for you and and the conversations thing that strikes fear for most people around the conversations is 
that they may be judged by their parents or yelled at or um, misunderstood. You've tried all kinds of conversations already and nothing's worked. You just always leave feeling like depleted and exhausted or feeling like, you know, not worthy or off or it just really impacts you emotionally. Right. And um, it's because 99% of the way that we are trying to talk with our parents is the wrong way. And Mm. so what I mean by that is most of us are coming into the conversations or our relationships with our parents from a place of parenting them like and everybody goes through this every child even our own will go through this with us but you know they will go into the space where they feel like they've got to take care of themselves like they go from thinking that we are perfect as parents um, because we're dependent on them to then seeing we're imperfect and then in that Position feeling like they've got to then take care of themselves, you know, and there's mm-hmm. some good parts of that, but there's also this anxiety that can set in and loneliness and resistance um, that happens in that whole process as well. And so the same thing we went through with our parents, and and so we've literally like if if you're chi- if you have a child, you 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 would understand this um, example. Um, pretty easily but even if you don't you can imagine this you know like if you had a 12 year old your 12 year old daughter or son come to you and tell you what to do like oh you should be working out more you should you know um (laughs) be eating better you know like what would you say to your 12 year old you know I'm sure there's all kinds of things you'd say but there'd be your first comment would probably be like you know Take care of yourself, and I've got, I've got me. You know, I'm just, I'm laughing because um, I do have a 12 year old daughter, and I'm just imagining her saying that to me, and I'm thinking of all the things that I would say back to her. Yeah, and I'm sure she's doing some of this, right? Yes. Do you see her even kind of like trying to tell you what to do, right? Um, <laughs> yes, and, we're testing boundaries, and, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, and and then we get stuck in this in this space of parenting our parents. Um, thinking we know more than them or that we are not understood or gotten in some way. And our parents never knew that we made these translations. And we have, and it's shaped us. You know, it's mm-hmm. literally shaped us into who we are today. And so when we able to kind of become what I call become the child, which are both for some people because it can feel like you're going to be controlled or abused again or, yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah, it can feel scary. But it's actually, if you look at a toddler, like a two, three, four-year-old, they're not concerned uh, about their parents' you know, opinions, thoughts, reactions, they just do what they want to do. They're like these little leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know what I want and I'll, and I'll have it. And if I, if I don't get it, then I'll demand it. You know what I mean? And right. they're just like these little leaders. They're not scared about hurting our feelings or they're not scared about making sure we're okay. Or they're not scared about throwing a tantrum or getting upset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's there's none of that. And so what I say becoming the actually mean is you become like this this leader in your life. Um, but you're becoming the child with your parents to finally let in the love that wasn't able to be let in because of all sorts of or all sorts of um, you know 
situations yeah, that occur. So, so that's, that's the biggest unlearning that I have to do with all my clients is to support them around how to become their child and to, um, also lead in their lives in, in a, in a, in a, in a way that's more powerful. And that starts with our parents. The way that we react around them is exactly the way that we react when we get triggered in any kind of relationship, whether that be with your boss or with it, with your partner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or a client is, for that matter, yeah. So. This is incredible. Cause I, I can see how, yeah. When you just walk through all the different relationships you have in your life, like this would be such important work to do for yourself. So when you work with people, what does that look like? Do you work with couples? Do you people individually? Is it workshops? Do you work with the the child and the parents like what you know what does that all how do you work with um the people that you work with yeah yeah I work with couples um I also work with like individuals around their relationships as well um just let's say your partner doesn't want to do the work but you are willing to I also believe you can change the whole relationship um if anything you'll have a lot of clarity um uh, around the relationship. So it doesn't require both parties, um, which is a misconception. Often, even when I work with couples, in fact, for the first couple months, it's individual sessions um, where, where they're not even together because each one has to do their own work first and then we bring them together because otherwise we're just you just have a third party and but we're just re-triggering things over and over again between sure, two people. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I also do work with people to support them around if they specifically want to um, resolve something around their parents, you know, with their dad or mom, I work with them around that um, and with their family. So I'll mm-hmm. work with like mother daughters and sons and yeah. So those are the ways um, that I, that I work with people. Fabulous. Do you find that like, I I'm thinking about this now through not only the lenses, like m- me, myself as a daughter of my parents, but then also as a parent myself and we have three kids and do you find that this work for you or for your clients, does that not only change how they work within their relationship with their parents, but how they parent their own children if they have them? Oh, my God. It's massive around how you parent your children because most of us um, are kind of stuck in patterns from our lineage and right. we don't even know it. So, you know, just to take an example, if there was molestation in your if you were molested, it's there's probably a likelihood that your mom or dad or something in your lineage, there was somebody in your lineage so had that. And it's usually not too far off. Like either your mom had it or, you know, your grandmother. Mm. It's passed down. These 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 energies are passed down until we actually take a look at them for ourselves. Um, you know, and and really release them. For example, I was molested when I was younger and I never told my mom. Hmm. And it was a part of my journey over the last 10 years to really look at that because as I was thinking about having kids and if I happen to have a girl, even if it's not a girl, of a son, but it, it mm-hmm. can actually get passed down either way. Um, but, you know, I was just imagining if I had a daughter, I would, I would not want that, you know, obviously mm-hmm. to my, my shame around it my like uh, my my upset my my feeling of 
of feeling dirty. You know, there's so many emotions that come around it. Mm-hmm. And I down. So I did a ton of work around it. I even ended up telling my mom and dad about it, which was something, you know, it happened when I was eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up telling them about it just to break some of this, the shame and, and it getting passed down. So absolutely, it, it is something that is transformative in your relationship with your kids. Also, if you had um, a relationship with your parents that you didn't like certain things, which is what most parents do, and then we go off and we're saying, I'll never do those things that my parents did. And so what happens is you either then end up repeating them unconsciously um, or you are so vigilant around not repeating them that you're not actually present to what your child needs. You're just present to what you, how you want to parent, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So you're just kind of more like the, the rebellious factor and like against, like so against what they did that that's yeah, where you're coming absolutely. from. Yeah. So how does, so I'm curious going, so you have two examples there of, of how there's like different energies that are, that can be passed down. Like, so in the first example, when you find that there's like the lineage of like maybe somebody being sexually abused, how is that energy transferred? I'm so curious, like how, how does that get passed down generationally? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a big question and I, I probably don't even have all the answers around it, but it gets it gets passed down through just um, like belief systems. So what I mean by that is, you know, when I was younger, I would often watch, see how my mom mistrusted men a lot mm. and, and how, you know, she felt a certain way around my dad at times. There's little, little things that you pick up, you know, from the way that your parents are, are relating to to things, you know, mm-hmm. and then you, you embody them unknowingly, unconsciously. Like it's, it's so interesting to me. Like, even if you want, you know, your children, or it doesn't even matter your children. If you were to even see a family and you see how the daughter and the son walk like the mom or dad, sure, right? Yeah. Like they walk exactly <laughs> the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, did anybody teach them to walk that way? No, it was, it wasn't something that was taught, you know, like, walk specifically the way I walk, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't never taught. It was just taken on, right. Mm -hmm. It was observed and taken on and it's the exact same way. It's just taken on unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. And I, to, to like really like solidify that for me, I've noticed that because in my life and in my family, my biological father left my mom when I was very, very young, like super, super young. I think I was like six weeks old or something. Like he, was kind of in and out of the picture when I was really young and then eventually just became non-existent in my life. But when I was, I think, three years old, my mom um, married my stepdad and they've been married ever since. And there have been so many things in my life that, you know, I, I grew up with him as my father. They had two children. So I have a brother and a sister and nobody would could really tell the difference that he wasn't my dad. I picked up mannerisms from him. I picked up different things, which is so fascinating to me because it doesn't even have to be like biological. It's just your surroundings. So just I wanted to make that point to solidify what you were saying, because I've noticed that in my own life, people have said, oh, you're just like your dad talking about my stepdad in certain ways because I was raised by him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there might be similarities. I'm not saying in every way, obviously, but like there might be similarities in who your stepdad is and your dad also, Mm -hmm. your biological dad. So 
there there may be things like that that you don't even know of right now, you know, but it's exactly what you're saying. Your sentiment is right in, in that you're just taking on the energy of of what's around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were really young, so yes, that makes very sense. young. Yeah, so I love it, and I lo- I just thinking about this from a parent perspective too of my for myself. I just this is so incredible to me to think about doing this kind of work and and working within my relationships with my parents to help my children because I was I was very young when I had my first daughter. I didn't know what I was doing. I've kind of you know as you grow and become more mature and a more mature parent and have more experience, you know, you, you hope that you're doing the right thing and you seek out the knowledge and the information and stuff to hopefully be raising your kids right. And, you know, I've just kind of had this thought of like, well, I kind of don't know if I've done a good job until they're grown up and get out of the house. So I love the intentionalness of this. I love that you've related it to being a leader, which is what we're about here, because it is. It's taking that leadership and hearing this information. You can no longer be naive to it, right? It's like you're you're giving us the information that there's a connection here. And now it's for us to then seek out what that is so that, <clears throat> excuse me, we can go forth and do, do the work in our life to, to become a better child, to become a better parent, to become a better person in a relationship, leader, boss, coworker, whatever. And Absolutely. I think that that's amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to wrap up here with a couple of questions that I like to ask our guests. As you've gone on your journey, have there been any books or resources that have been really key in your growth as a relationship coach, as a wife, as a mom? What, have there been any tools like that that have that have really stuck out to you that have been key? Um, yeah, I think like I'm I'm like a more experiential learner. Like ever since I was very little, I had literally gurus from India, from the Himalayan mountains, like you know, teaching yoga, meditation, wow. and such when I was really young. So when I was very little, I was surrounded by a, a lot of wisdom, ancient wisdom, and um, so much of my work in so many ways also stems from from those experiences. Um, so I really love any any books that are spiritual in nature. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll you know just some that the top of my head. Um, I'm, I'm to give you some that are not like directly related, also, but yeah. but The Alchemist. Um, yes. You know that book was is. is beautiful the five the, sorry the four agreements mm-hmm. um is awesome i love conscious parenting by dr shafali um that's like a more recent book and like i've read that in the last two years but is is a awesome profound book power of now from eckhart toll mm-hmm. um another book that i love i'm an avid reader i know a lot of our listeners are avid readers and just you know also the experience part two that sounds so fascinating that that's what you grew up with do you still connect with that like you now live in new york i would think that you know that can sometimes be kind of the opposite of a spiritual experience (laughs) so are there different (laughs) how do you tap back into that piece of your life that's so important yeah i mean i I meditate for sure. I mean, I can just sit down in front of my um, like altar temple in my home and and just kind of even if it's for five minutes, I'm I'm kind of tapped into that. I have a lot of ma- uh, mantras 
mantras um, mm-hmm. that I've received from my own gurus um, that get me right right back there. Um, and I go to temple a lot. So that really helps ground me as well. And, you know, religious practice philosophy and spirituality than it is like um you know rules and regulations per se around how to be but mm-hmm. but um that those are the things that really tap me back in going to yoga even that supports me and in, in, in kind of grounding myself yeah um so yeah and to wrap up what are your three tips of advice you've given us so many things here today but what would be like your top three things you could give our audience for stepping into that leadership within our relationships where would you have people start yeah so i'm going to give you three questions to start to ask and reflect on okay um so one is um what was your relationship like with your mom when you were younger and how did that feel and just, just like allow yourself to just reflect on that and journal out stream of consciousness or, um, and the second one is what was your relationship like with your dad when you were younger and what did that feel like? And the third question is what did you observe around what love looked like between your parents and it can be with step parents as well of course mm-hmm. um, especially when you were younger Any, anywhere b- below seven years of age if there if you had step parents in your life uh, at that time then that's super relevant um, but even afterwards so mm-hmm. um, just what did you observe and how did you see love between your parents or step parents or grandparents if you were raised parents um or your good parents um and uh and those three questions the reason i'm asking you to reflect on them is to look at what some of your thoughts and opinions and beliefs are and what you experience and to see if there's any connection to what you write down to how you relate in your relationships now mm-hmm. um is there anything that you see coming through in your partnership, in your marriage, in the way you're dating, in your relationship with your boss, you know, mm-hmm. in your relationship with friends. So are there any connections that you can make through those three questions? And what we learned from you today is the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answers are yeah. there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. If, if you don't see anything, then uh, you're not looking hard <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. That gives some good yeah. framework for us to work with. Kavita, thank you so much for your time today. For people to get to connect with you and learn about you more and seek out your services, how can people connect with you? Where should they go? Yeah, they can go to kavitajpatel.com. Um, J like and John Kavita J Patel.com. And there's a free quiz on my site, which literally shows you your relationship with your parents and how that's impacting your love life right now. There are four love types that I have there and you can figure out what type you are through how you see your relationship with your mom and dad. Um, and when I say mom and dad, I mean that loosely, like whoever you see as your mom and dad, you know, sure. and, and it'll show you what, how that's impacting you right now. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much. I'm really excited for our guests to connect with you and answer these questions for themselves. I know I'm going to spend some time reflecting and answering that and uh, we'll talk to you really soon. All right. Thanks for having me, Heather. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed it, would you do us a couple of favors? Would you please go on over to iTunes and give us a review for us there and also pass it along to another fellow female that you know. We sure appreciate it. <laughs>